Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. Are you tired of being a serial dater? Or maybe you have someone, but it's on and off. Or maybe you guys fight all the time. Whatever the problem, Kavita J. Patel is going to shine light on the root of what's holding you back from attracting great love. She's a love coach and an intuitive. Kavita has worked with thousands of successful, ambitious, busy people privately and through her signature eight-week online course called Soul Level Love. Kavita helps identify the patterns that have us block love and connect those with how we experienced love with and between our parents or those that raised us when we were younger. She walks her clients through a simple yet profound conversation and conversations that shift those patterns for good so we can open ourselves up to true love. She is quick becoming the leading expert in love today. Kavita has been coined a cross between Deepak Chopra and Judge Judy, and she studied ancient Eastern philosophy since she was 10. So this gives her a spiritual meets practical, no-nonsense method of coaching, which you'll hear today. She's a regular media contributor. She's been featured in Huffington Post, Fox News, CBS News, Women's Health Magazine, Women's Day Magazine, and Time Out New York, as well as many others. And I encourage you to go to her website, it's kavitajpatel.com. That's K-A-V-I-T-A-J-P-A-T-E-L. Welcome, Kavita. Thanks for having me, Michelle. I'm so glad to have you on the program. I'm excited to talk about this topic because I know for sure I got some issues. And, you know, I can't blame my parents, but that's where it comes from. Yeah, no, it's not about blaming our parents because there is no, like, perfect set of parents on the planet so it has nothing to do with blaming them, but we all have influences from our first role models mm-hmm. around love, which are our mom and dad or those that raised you if you weren't raised directly by your mother and father. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. I want to start, though, first by having you share with me and the listeners your personal journey to where you are now as the, the coach to others guiding them towards love. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've had a personal journey, um, that has kind of brought me to this work. Uh, I mean, my husband, we've been together for now for 15 years, but we've been through it all. And when I say it all, we went from breakup where we were together for four years and he broke up up with me to make up where about a year and a half later, he came back into my life. Um, we got engaged and married and two years into our marriage, we were right back where we were when he broke up with me the first time. And it was like one summer day. And I remember, um, we kind of got into a tiff in the kitchen. And then once again, he was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And so I'm happy to say now that through that wake up call in particular, um, you know, we are in an, what I like to call an outrageously happy relationship where we're super connected, mm-hmm. um, you know, feeling intimacy on new levels probably every, you know, couple of months because we're really working on our relationship. Mm. But um, Which so many people do not make the effort to do. Yeah, exactly. That's right. 
That's right. And we're both committed to that because we just wanted to keep getting better and better. And we're seeing that there is no like ceiling to the level of connection that we could have. So, which is a phenomenal feeling. It's something I never thought I'd have. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, in one point I thought it was impossible. I kind of, have... I kind of feel that way right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was impossible to have this kind of love. I didn't have role models of what that looked like. I didn't know I had never felt it in my life before. Mm-hmm. And so to be here is kind of surreal and yet real, right? I love it. Um, we all want so, to achieve that. And so I can't wait to get to it. Um, but first, why do you think so many of us do struggle with attracting and, and keeping this long-term relationship, this outstandingly happy union like you have? Yeah. And I mean, it's not perfect, right? It's just about actually working through things and knowing yourself so well that you're able to communicate what's really happening for you in the moment. And if you can't communicate it in the moment, how do you go back and then re-explain it later? And that really takes a lot of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and trust within yourself. But yeah, what, what, I saw my wake up call, um, in my own journey was seeing that the first time, um, you know, Hummel broke up with me. Um, I thought I'd figured it all out. I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I was really stubborn. Um, I wanted it my way and I wasn't really letting him be who he needed to be. I wasn't appreciating him enough. Mm. And then, you know, there were things that I felt like he was lacking. So in my mind, I was like, I figured it out. You know, I'm not going to make those mistakes again. Um, I'm good to go. And this was without any support or help. I thought I could just do it on my own. And so when he came back into my life, you know, we had even talked about everything. I had even made promises of being somebody that I thought I could be. Um, And then we got married and then, you know, I retracted all of that because it was just like a rule (laughs) or a... Right. um, You're like, I got him now. I'm just not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not like I consciously did it that way. It's just that I was putting like frosting on top of, you know, poo, as we call it, right? Like (laughs) a bow on a turd. Yeah, exactly. It was like trying to make amends with something that I really wasn't making amends with within myself. So, Mm. you know, when I was now married and he was pulling away and saying, I don't know if this is what I want anymore. That was truly my, my time to say, wow, okay, there's something I'm doing on my side of the fence. So, you know, every relationship is 50, 50, Um, But I was taking accountability for my 50%. And I sought out the help. I went to the best coaches that I knew that had what I wanted. I went to seminars. I went back to my spiritual roots that I grew up with. And I started to see that what was happening the first time he broke up with me was the exact same thing that was happening the second time. And they were deeper patterns and roots to my subconscious that I didn't even know were at play in my relationship. Mm -hmm. So, for example... You know, when I looked at my parents' relationship, what I would have said to you is they're still together actually after I think 35 years it's been now. Wow. Um, And that's amazing. And I really believe I had a hand in it. (laughs) But um, (laughs) give yourself a pat on the back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, but, you know, when I would look at their relationship, you know, this was like six or seven years ago, I would have said to you, they should have gotten a divorce, but they didn't because of culture and religion. Those are the two reasons why they're still together. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I married somebody that we were on the same page, you know, culturally, like we were both Indian and all of that was, that was there, but religiously, which is more of a 
spiritual thing for me more than it being a religion, but we weren't necessarily on the same page. And what I mean by that is I'm vegetarian and he wasn't. Okay. Now I knew all of that going into all of this, obviously, but it was a sticking point for me. It was like something I could not seem to get over, even though logically I was like, why are you harping on this? It's not even a big deal. Like it's just a choice you've made in your life does not mean that he has to make the same choice, right? Like logically I got that, but emotionally it was like mm. a whole separate thing, which I'm sure, you know, the the listeners, you've experienced this in your own way where you're like, why am I doing this thing? Like, I feel like an alien is taking over <laughs> in the moment and I don't even get it yes. logically yet. I'm doing this thing. I don't want to be doing. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. So it's literally what was happening for me and it was killing my relationship over and over again. Every day I was causing a fight over it. And so I started to see like, wow, okay, it's this, the connection is that I had put my parents' relationship up on a pedestal in two ways, culturally and religiously. And so in my mind, it was going to end with Hemel if we weren't on the same page with those two things uh -huh. all the time. Right. Because that's the only thing that kept my parents together. So now I made that connection through kind of the support that I got, which I would have never seen before ever in my life. Um, but we always need somebody completely on the outside yeah. to see it with a fresh set of eyes. Right. Absolutely. And there are people, you know, I don't know everything like to sit there and think that I know everything that there is to know, especially within myself is like, that's just absurd. To we think never that will. True. We never will. And never. I think we need that that partner, like your husband, to push all those correct buttons. For us, they're the wrong buttons. Don't push those buttons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but we need that mirror, that relationship, in order to help us grow and to and to get through all of that stuff. Yeah, and that's exactly what he was. He was a mirror to help me go inwards, which is what you know, relationships are, no matter mm -hmm. if it's your partner in life, like marriage or your parents or your brother and sisters or your, who you're dating. Um, they're all giving you a version of something to help you look inwards, you know? Yeah. And but then, so but then if we look at it that way, then it's like, how do we explain the ones that are just truly wrong for us? Well, I mean that, I mean, like I said, it's so I'll get into that in just a second. I'll totally answer that in just a moment. Okay. So, you know, for me, what happened is that I had to start to dig deeper. Like, okay, I see this pattern between my parents and what's happening for me in love, but how do I move through it? I don't want this to keep sabotaging me in love for the rest of my life. You know, whether it was Hemel or if it ended and I had to move on, I still don't want it to end up in the same space next time around, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I started to do a lot of work around having conversations with my parents. And this is kind of something I got supported on, but then I also made my own connections through a lot of trial and error. And what I did was I had a conversation with my mom and then my dad about their love story. And they were in arranged marriage, which, um, but they still chose each other. So why is it that they chose one another and not somebody else? So I thought I knew everything about my parents. I will tell you, I've been uh, close to them since I was little. I've known all these stories. But when I asked this question and I got the response that I got and I was curious about these conversations, something completely shifted inside of me. And I heard stories about my mom going through blizzards to meet my dad. Wow. You know, he lived in Chicago and my mom lived in Cincinnati. And I heard about love letters and I saw the box of love letters and 
like all of these ways that's so romantic that yeah that they love each other and they're no different they fight still every day of our lives and you know what just as a total aside i read somewhere once that arranged marriages tend to last a lot longer than people who aren't arranged because the families are already on board (laughs) yeah and lasting long does not necessarily mean it's fulfilling right so yes they last longer (laughs) that doesn't mean that they're fulfilling intimate relationships but in that moment my view of them shifted and what happened is I no longer saw it as my mom and dad are only together because of these two things I now saw it as they are in love and have been loving each other for all these years and they are not different they are no different they are the exact same people mm-hmm. you know and that viewpoint in my subconscious literally blew through that belief that I had and I stopped pushing Hemel away in ways that I was pushing him away unconsciously and to answer your question Now, when I shifted this within myself, again, it's 50-50, right? So I started having conversations with Hamill about what was really happening for me, how it was connected to my parents, how I was terrified that we were going to end if it wasn't like this, you know, that we weren't on the same page with these two things. And he got it, right? Like he was like, oh, I understand. And no, that's never going to happen. We are on the same page. You know, whatever it is, we're going to work it out. Now, that was him recommitting to me. Now, I very easily could have been in that same space and him be like, well, that's not what I want. And I'm this is not going to work out Mm -hmm. like it very much could have gone in that direction. And that's why it took me so long to even say that truth. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I could have lost him. But when I said my truth, he was there. And that's what reconciled. And that's when I actually knew this is this is the person I'm really meant to be. So then going back to attracting the wrong partner. Right. So I would say, in my opinion, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, um, the wrong partner would be if you do come from that vulnerable place and you say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what's being stirred up. And they do not stay open to that and and meet you halfway, like you keep saying 50-50, then that's probably not the right partner for you, right? That's right. That's right. Like, you know, I hear women all the time, my clients will say, you know, I opened up, I was vulnerable, and he still left. So Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I can do that again. And I was like, Or they just don't hear you. They'll stay in it, but then they just kind of like diminish what you said. Oh, it's no big deal. Or I don't know why you're so worried about that. Right. And so those are signals. Those are signals saying to you, is this really the person you want to be with? Like, is this the kind of person you desire to have in your life for the long haul? Mm-hmm. I find your story so interesting because coming off and thinking about this whole topic of our parents affecting our relationships, my mind automatically went into the negative realm about it. Like, oh, our parents had a bad relationship. So now I'm going to have a bad relationship or patterns of bad relationships. But yours was the opposite. It was like you had an idealistic marriage. They were romantic. They were in love. They were together. They were working on their marriage. And so you expected yours to be that idealistic as well, which then caused problems. So my, I mean, my parents were not idealistic. They stayed together. But uh, they fought all the time. They never understood each other. One would say A, the other one would say Z. Mm. Um, like it was not the kind of relationship I ever desired. And hence, you know, the 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 universal rule is what you per- resist persists. <laughs> so I didn't want. I vowed to myself I would never fight the way they fought. And yet, in my marriage, every day I was creating a fight, and I was de- in denial of it. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but to your point, um, even though I did not have role models of an idealistic marriage, even if you do have 
um, a set of parents that you feel like, wow, I would love to share the kind of love that they shared. It's still impacting you in your love life because the way that impacts you is you um, are looking for that perfect love match and you're looking for somebody to fulfill on that same love that you think your parents have. And in that situation, what I recommend is actually finding out what are the real problems that your parents have had because they may have had them. They're just behind closed doors. Mm. They didn't voice them. They didn't want to burden you with them. So your perspective is still jaded mm-hmm. of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And you actually need to hear how it's not perfect because no relationship is perfect. Mm-hmm. No relationship that exists out there is perfect. So when you put, bring your parents off that pedestal, you actually have space to choose and um, really interact with people and give them more space to be who they are instead of wanting perfection all the time from yourself and that person. Mm -hmm. And the way that comes out often is you'll be on a first date and you'll be like, is he the one? Oh, no, he's not. Forget it. (laughs) And it's the first date. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Hey, everybody, we're going to take a quick break to hear from Booty Parlor. You remember them, yeah? At Booty Parlor, we believe every woman deserves to feel sexy, attractive, desirable, and satisfied. Unfortunately, many women struggle with self-doubt and don't feel they have the permission to be the sexiest, most alive version of themselves. Our mission is to change that. So, we've created gorgeous, seductive beauty products and fabulous romantic treats, all designed to boost a woman's self-confidence and inspire sexier experiences, both in and out of the bedroom. Try our flirty little secret firming cream with pheromones, melt chocolate body fondue, don't stop massage candles, and kissaholic aphrodisiac lip gloss and breath mist. Because when you feel passionately about yourself, others will feel passionately about you too. Get exciting products and information on how you can become the sexiest you you can be at bootyparlor.com. That's B-O-O-T-Y-P-A-R-L-O-R. And now, back to Nothing Off Limits. So I want to walk through a few examples, like things that popped into my head, scenarios maybe that I've dealt with um, myself, like dating a guy or this could be flipped too, if there are men listening um, who have, you know, dated women who are kind of like a daddy's little girl. I've dated men who are like mama's boys, right? And so they've been smothered by mom. Everything gets run through mom. And she's actually part of the relationship. It's like a threesome. (laughs) So how do you how do you deal with that? So, I mean, what is it that you're doing to attract in that kind of man? So I would ask you, you know, what is it that your what was your perception of your parents' relationship? My parents had a terrible relationship. Terrible. My dad was super low key and just wanted to have fun and was sort of lazy and uh, was a super charming guy. He was super cool with the kids, though, um, but he, w- he was kind of an absentee father and also cheated on my mom. And then my mom was like always angry because she had to take on the role of both mom and dad for the kids the majority of the time. So that's my scenario. Yeah. Okay, great. So that just like kind of puts it into a real realm. That's all. Um, so for example, for you, it's like you were really close to your mom, right? And I'm not saying she was perfect, but did you feel close to her? Yes, I felt close to both my parents, but I was with her the majority of the time, which actually was was annoying to me. Like I wanted her off my back and to stop telling me what to do. <laughs> right. And so there's a way that you resisted her, but she was kind of the, so did you put your dad, how did you view your dad then? 
I went through a period of time where I didn't like my dad for what he had done, and I was mad at him, and I was defending my mom because I saw her in pain. And then I came around years later and realized that they just weren't good for each other, and he's just a man, and he made this choice, which was a good choice for him. He didn't handle it well, but again, you know, we all make mistakes, and so I forgave him, and then we ended up having an amazing relationship for the years following until he passed away. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but with the, what, even though we shift our relationship with our parents later on in life, there's still from childhood things we have to reconcile that we've never reconciled. Hmm. Just okay. so you know. So okay. for example, what you resisted in your mom is her domineering ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like a part of you probably was like, dad probably did this thing because she was so domineering. Probably. But then there's all another, there's also another part of you that's like, mad at dad for, for doing what he did and hurting your mom. So you're protecting her. So mm-hmm. essentially what's coming out in relationships is you're attracting in men that you can somewhat be domineering with. And they're usually like a bit of that mama's boy, if that makes sense. <laughs> so it's about actually lowering your resistance around what it is that you saw in your parents' relationship, even though they were divorced after a while. And even though your dad cheated, like it's about seeing the other side of the coin, like where, where was the love? It's about understanding why your dad did what he did truly on a, on a, on a core level, because whenever somebody cheats, it's not because they're, they're malicious or they're trying to do something wrong Mm -hmm. to, to their partner or even their family. It's because there's something somewhere where they're feeling trapped or undesirable or un fulfilled. And so they're seeking that somewhere else. Right. Um, or they're feeling like they need freedom from something. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what was happening for your dad is that he was feeling like he wasn't needed in the relationship because your mom was probably trying to take care of it all. Yes. And so he sought out somebody that would actually appreciate him. Right. Um, and at the same time, it's not your mom's fault that she's being domineering because of the way she was raised, right? So it's like yep. just really seeing them as human beings that were highly imperfect, but really understanding it so that it hits <laughs> you in the gut. <laughs> yeah, it hits you in the gut. They're highly imperfect, um, just like us, right? Um, For so, sure. So when you actually have that hit you in the heart, something releases and you stop like you stop the patterns and love that you've been in now that are not serving you. Right. And that sounds so simple to do, right? Because, oh, just identify it and then you're good. But it's it's a process, right? Oh, yeah. It's not that simple. Um, it's a process, but there is a methodology around it. It's not like it's something uh, that's like takes lifetimes to figure out or even years. Well, like, thank God. Well, uh, actually, exactly. maybe it has taken lifetimes and this is the lifetime that we're going to finally figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that for sure. I mean, I hope that that's the case so because the, that's what I, I do what I do. Yeah. Yes. And thank, thankfully, people like you are here to help us all to coach us through this kind of stuff, these these big soul lessons that we have. Um, so, So what is this methodology that you mentioned? So it's basically through having, it's about gaining a different perspective. So the fastest way to release a limiting belief, which a limiting belief, like one of your limiting beliefs might be that, um, I can't trust any man. 
Yeah, exactly. Because of what your dad did to your mom, right? Mm -hmm. And or what he did to you as well, which is you felt a little abandoned when you were younger. So when the way to release that belief fully is to actually experience the opposite. So that means you're experiencing the trust of men all around you, or you're experiencing a perspective of your father that you get that he wasn't actually doing something that was not like that was betraying your trust or your mother's trust even Mm -hmm. that you get it to a level where you see, wow, he just really needed to do this for himself and it had nothing to do with us. Right. You know? Right. Um, And when you get it to that level, it, it shifts, it releases and suddenly you're able to trust men and trusting men is only about the fact that you need to trust your ability to choose. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is interesting. So I'm getting it. I'm getting the concept of, well, if you could just kind of take it off of you, like stop taking it personally that your dad did that, right? Or that your mom did that and just remove yourself from the situation and then start making different choices rather than assumptions. Yeah. So like a conversation you can have, because I know that your dad has passed, but a conversation that you can have with your mom or maybe you're, if you are in touch with any of your father's side of the family is to understand his upbringing. So what was it that he experienced with his mom and dad? You know, what oh, did God, it feel they like were totally for- in love. My grandparents, no, that's, yeah. That, that's great, but what is it that your dad experienced like with his mom when he was younger, with his dad when he was younger? Mm. Like, did he actually feel like they were so in love that they lost themselves in the relationship, that they were like not, they didn't have any community or they didn't have any friends and it was just the two of them all the time? And how did he translate that? Hmm. You know, and then did he feel like he was dominated by his mom or did he feel like he was dominated by his dad? That's interesting. I have no idea. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. So when you actually uncover that information, you get to know your dad on a level you've never known him. Mm -hmm. So is this the work that you put yourself through or that somebody coached you through? Um, And I figured out this methodology through just like a lot of trial and error and then you know, I didn't know if it was going to work for everybody else. And now I've worked with thousands of people around mm-hmm. the same and thing. And you created this eight-week program, right? Soul Level Love. Is that what helps you work through all of this stuff? Yeah. So Soul Level Love is specifically for women that are single and looking for love, that are ambitious, strong, and really looking for the love of their life. Um, but, you me, know, me, this me, is me. not... <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I know it's it's not about finding the man, right? This journey, soul level love is about your journey around love. Because even you you can find the one and still crush it, you know, yeah. and, and, and ruin it. And then you're back right back where you started. So crush it in a bad way. Yeah, crush it in a bad way. I know. I've said that a couple of times, even in the past. And they're like, that's usually a good thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right, 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 right. Um, so... Yeah. So it's, it's about aligning yourself, um, and understanding yourself and releasing things that are there so that you can really align yourself to somebody that's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Now you also mentioned when we spoke offline that you have like a love types quiz. So what is that all about? Yeah. So I would love you guys to take it. It's basically, it's, it's totally free. 
Um, it's on my website, kavitajpatel.com. Um, it's a really quick quiz that you can take. And it tells you, it's basically what your connection was like with your mom and then your connection with your dad and who you can use whoever raised you if you felt closer to like a step parent or grandparents, if that was the case. But if not, use the version of what you've heard about your parents because that's even, even with your grandparents, you've heard about your parents' relationship. So use that. Um, and it will give you what type you are. So there are four types, the nurturer, the fixer, the idealist, and the doubter. Mm. So it'll tell you what type you are and what you can do about it. So it's, a, it's, it's an That's awesome, awesome. quick yeah. yeah. So it's a good way to kind of start diving into this, this process. And then um, once you find that out, what's the, what's the best next step after that in, in your recommendation? Yeah. So once you take the love quiz and you find out what type you are, I highly recommend either soul level love or just reading more about what I put out. I put out a ton of free content, um, about our, you know, connections to our parents, how that's coming through in our love lives. Um, you know, really how do we go inwards in this process in our love journey and how do we just become more free in our lives, more excited, more vulnerable, more, more, um, connected to people. Even when you're dating, many of you are exhausted Mm -hmm. and tired and don't want to do it anymore. So how do you actually reinvigorate yourself so that you don't see it as like an, as a, as an end goal of being like married or not married, but that you're connecting with each person and learning from each person you're dating along the way that keeps you uh, following the breadcrumbs to the person that is right for you. Mm -hmm. And you hope that since you're already in that mindset of growth and expansion and trying to overcome your own personal obstacles, subconscious or not, that you meet and attract or attract the the right kind of person that will be on that same level with you so you can go through it together. And you you were super fortunate to have such a great husband who was willing to meet you halfway in that way. Yeah. I mean, you never know. I mean, that's the truth. Like, it's not like a foolproof thing where like you've now done all the inner work and you're going to find this amazing man and it's all going to be perfect. It's not. There's going to be so much stuff that comes up after you commit, you know, Mm -hmm. and after if you choose to have children, after you have children so much. It sounds like it's it's a lot easier to be single. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, not really, because you're just if you if you take that route, it just feels like you don't want to really face the things that are in, mm. inside of you already, yeah. you know, avoidance, um, <laughs> which you're going to have to face because it's going to come out through your mom, through your dad, through your siblings, through your friends, True. through through dating. So it's not like you're you're void of it, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, you good still point. Have to deal. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, any final thoughts you want to share with everybody about um, taking this on? Because some people, when they think about it, like, ooh, my parents, oh, like it's just. Kind kind of like this this ew response when it comes to this whole idea of of diving into this type of work. Yeah, it's much simpler than you think it is. Okay? Like when you actually can face the hardest relationships in our lives for every single one of us are the ones with our parents, whether it was an amazing relationship or the worst or non-existent, okay? Mm-hmm. Um and when we are able to face those and recreate them in the way that we want them, not in the way that we're trying to change them. That's a lose-lose battle for most of us. And many of us have been interacting with our parents from that space. Like if they just change, then my life would be better, Mm. you know? (laughs) And it has nothing to do with that. This process is about you seeing how powerful you are and recreating that relationship. And when you can, wow, I mean, 
they can pass on and you can move forward in your life in such a way that is so powerful that you get to have the things that you want in every aspect of your life, right? Well, like that when sounds it comes to awesome. career, love, relationships, health, all of it. I love it. And I'm going to definitely take the love types quiz. I encourage everybody listening to do the same. Find out what kind of love type you are. I'm not sure yet. I'm thinking maybe I'm a doubter, (laughs) but I'll find out. And please go to Kavita's website. It's kavitajpatel.com. Kavita with a T, not a D, even though I say it that way, all kind of lazy. It's been such a pleasure to have you on this program. And thank you so much for spending time with us on Nothing Off Limits. Thanks, Michelle. This is so fun. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.